Hello everyone, you're listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and Tom Walker. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. How are we doing? This show, as ever, is sponsored by SpreadX, the UK market leaders in football spread betting, and they also offer a full fixed odds service. Remember, we have a special SpreadX sign-up offer for you guys. It's bet25, get £25 in free bets. Uh, you can find that offer by going to spreadx.com forward slash FBP. Um, yeah, pretty much full fixture list ahead of us, eh, Tom? Yes, with a little bit of exciting news from uh, SpreadX. So we have managed to partner with them, as you guys all know now, for a couple of weeks. And we have actually got our preloaded sixfold on SpreadX at enhanced prices. So it's really exciting. The two trebles that me and Tom are going to read out, uh, SpreadX have combined them together as a sixfold. All you have to do is go to the SpreadX website and type into the search bar FB Podcast Acker. It's all preloaded in there. All the teams are already in. And then the price is enhanced. Now, the price isn't online right now. It will be released up until the build-up of the uh, kickoffs on Saturday. But, yeah, that's really exciting. We can give you guys a little bit extra value. Yeah, I feel like we've made it. You know, now we've got our own enhanced sacker on a bookmaker's website. <laughs> <laughs> <feel> like yes. <laughs> and you know that it's legit. You know that it's legit um, enhanced prices because there is a cap. So you can only back it with a fiver. Uh, because otherwise you'd probably bankrupt SpreadX. So (laughs) you can only back it with a fiver, but definitely worth doing because you're getting way more value than you would anywhere else. Yeah, so I think uh, non-boosted price is 14 to 1 uh, for what we're going to read out later on the show for the sixfold. So boosted, who knows where we're going to go. But uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing that one up on the site and hopefully landing that as a winner for everybody. Yeah, so that's really exciting. Tom, we've got an action-packed show, so shall we kick off and get things moving with the Premier League? Yep, let's begin. All of the odds we're going to read out on today's show are taken from SpreadX's website on their fixed odds um, part of the website. So Burnley against Arsenal kicks us off on Saturday. Burnley are 9-2 for the win. The draw is 3-1 and Arsenal are 8-13. Uh, anything in particular you fancy in this game? I think I like Arsenal, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I like... I was having a look at their results during my doing my research and they've only actually lost one of their last five games. That was against Man City, the 1-0 at home. You know, everyone's getting beaten by City. I don't need to read out how many wins it is in a row. Uh, it's been shoved down everyone's throat, so rightfully so. Uh, but Burnley only won one of their last six. Uh, they have included draws against uh, Fulham and West Brom. Obviously, a defeat in the cup with a rotated side against Championship Bournemouth to throw in there as well. So, yeah, I, I'm liking Arsenal. 8-13. It is Arsenal, so I'm, I'm never 100% sure. But uh, I think the Gunners will get the job done. Yeah, um, if I had to side with any side, it would be Arsenal. I think you've been a bit generous to Burnley by going for one win in six. You could actually stretch that to one win in nine if mm. uh, we wanted to look right back until uh, the end of January as well. So, yeah, they're not on a on a particularly 
good run of form at the moment and they're not scoring many goals either so just two goals scored in the last four games um so yeah i, I do like arsenal the price eh, a little bit short for me when we look at other things throughout the show that are of a similar price agreed but um yeah arsenal if i had to pick so next up we've got Sheffield United against Southampton. Sheffield United are priced at 13 to 5. The draw is also 13 to 5 and the Saints are 21 to 10. Um two sides on really poor runs of form here. Southampton have got just one win in their last nine games, same as Burnley. And Sheffield United two wins in their last five. Um I I just not going to touch this one to be honest with you. No, agreed. Uh, better things to bet on this weekend. Yeah, and for me, they don't come in the next game either. <laughs> no, no, they <laughs> Aston don't. Aston Villa against Wolves. Uh, Villa twenty-nine to twenty. The draw nine to four, and Wolves twenty-one to ten. Um, yeah, I I really struggle to to find anything in this game. To be honest with you, um, I don't really know entirely what I'm going to get from either side. You know, Villa are the epitome of absolute win one, lose one, who knows what you're going to get. We thought last week on the podcast, no Jack Grealish, um, they were probably going to lose to Leeds away from home. That's what we thought. Leeds coming off the back of a great 3-0 win. Um, Villa went away to Ellen Road and won 1-0, then followed that up with a 1-0 loss to Sheffield United against 10 men as well. So I just don't dare. The only thing that leaps off the page at me, Tom, is possibly under 2.5 goals. It's 6-4. to four. Uh, When I was doing my research, I realised that four of Aston Villa's last five games have been under 2.5 goals and three of Wolves' last uh, five games also under 2.5 goals. Worth adding in there, Tom, one of those games that was not under 2.5 was their loss against Man City, which was obviously 4-1. That kind of opponent is obviously not on show on Saturday. So I feel like we can almost discard that one a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I think we spoke about big games and how they've been flat uh, on the show last week and all season really. And uh, this uh, West Midlands derby will be uh, very similar, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. So, uh, lastly, on Saturday, we've got Brighton against Leicester. Brighton are priced at 13 to 8. The draw is priced at 9 to 4. And Leicester are the outsiders here at 50 to 8. Again, on the nose, I'm going to avoid it. I'll be looking more along the lines of under 2.5 goals. The price for under 2.5 is 8 to 13. So spread X, the bookies do agree, but for good reason. Uh, seven of the last eight Brighton games have been under 2.5 goals uh, between the two sides. Six of the last eight games have been under 2.5 goals. So this fixture historically doesn't feature many. Um, and we, I feel like we speak about most weeks how Brighton tend to play a lot of nice football, but struggle to have that cutting edge. Uh, struggle to put it in the back of the net. That's that's shown by just two goals in the last five games. And Leicester, again, they're kind of struggling to get the balls and ball in the net as well. Um, Jamie Vardy's not really firing on much form at all since he's come back from his injury, perhaps still nursing a little bit of an injury. Um, no James Madison, no Harvey Barnes. So 
three of their major attacking threats are kind of either injured or struggling. So, um, yeah, I, I, I see two sides who will probably play nice football but be a bit toothless at the top. Yeah, agreed. Vardy, not quite on it. Iheanacho scored a great goal, but Nick Pope massively at fault um, against Burnley. And yeah, their midfield four, Tom, was Chowdhury, Ndidi, Mendy and Tillemans in uh, some kind of diamond with Castagna and Pereira, very high fullbacks. And, you know, that midfield four, obviously Tillemans aside, is is not very attacking. So, yeah, no. I'm completely on side with you there. OK, so we'll move to Sunday with West Brom against Newcastle kicking us off. Uh, West Brom is 7-5, the draw is 11-5 and Newcastle are 21-10. Anything that you like uh, from this one? Broken record. I feel like we should be named, you know, the under 2.5 podcast because <laughs> this game as well just just reeks of under 2.5. Four to six. Uh, I also found out today that Almiron and Alanson Maximan, possibly the two best attacking players available to either side uh, this weekend, both doubtful. So... I already thought it was under 2.5, heard that news, and it just, you know, rubber-stamped it for me. Yeah, well, that definitely makes me think if I'm going to go for anything then. Aside from under 2.5, I'll be looking at something from potentially a West Brom mm-hmm. persuasion. Um, maybe the 7-5 to five for West Brom is looking like decent value. Um, yeah, Newcastle. Already without Callum Wilson, uh, if you're throwing in so Maximan and Almiron, very, very toothless and definitely struggle to score any goals yeah it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty but it's going to be intriguing it's a massive game it is um up next though is liverpool against fulham liverpool are priced at three to ten the draw is 17 to four and fulham are nine to one for the win um i think liverpool will get the win but i'm not going to be putting any bets on this one i don't think it'll be easy no, it won't. Um, I'm actually, we're recording on a Thursday night and I don't know about you, Tom, but I am fresh from watching um, the Fulham-Tottenham game where Fulham have been domin- dominating for a full half. Obviously, the game's over now. They lost, but they were dominating the second half and they just couldn't stick it away, minus obviously a VAR decision that I don't really want to get into, but I just feel like Fulham are going to go to Anfield and we've seen that they can frustrate. We've seen that they can be, um, you know, they can make it difficult for teams, which wasn't what they were doing at the at the start of the season. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking at a Liverpool win, but possibly with under 2.5 goals as well. Liverpool to win to nil, Tom. Is six to five. I could definitely see a one, possibly two nil, uh, happening. If you wanted um, something that is a bit of a lower price than that, but I, th- I think uh, could definitely come in and back to what we're saying. It's Liverpool to score under two point five goals. So that brings into play Liverpool winning, um, but scoring only one or two goals. That's four to seven. I'd be surprised if they put three, three or four. You know, past past four. Yeah, yeah. So am I. Uh, Fulham look what relatively well organised. I, I don't see that yeah. happening. Up next then, it's the Manchester Derby. Who's going to win Manchester Derby? Yeah. 
Man City against Man United. So City one to two for the win. The draw is ten to three. Man United are eleven to two. Um, I I just can't go. Even though it's a Manchester derby, you know, we say anything can happen in a derby. I just can't go against Man City with their winning run. I feel like you can't not on at one to two. That could look to be a great price come the end of the day. Yep, one hundred percent. I mean. The only thing that I was looking at is the record at the Etihad in these games. Uh, United have actually, uh, so last season, this is all at the Etihad, United won 1-0 in the EFL Cup. Uh, Previous in the Premier League, United won 2-1. You have to go back to the 11th of November 2018 for City's last win at home in a Manchester derby. So... That's the only thing, you know, there's a little bit of a ghost that needs uh, that needs getting rid of for City. But, you know, in this form, as you said, you can't do anything other than bet on City, can you? No, it would be typical that, you know, this great winning run comes at, comes to an end at the hands of their, their big rivals. But, you know, on form, um, statistics and everything, you've got to side with City. Um, United, not scored in three games. Um, three consecutive mm. nil nils, so not really firing on on all cylinders or or any cylinders. At the yeah, moment. and I mean City will lose a game. You know it, this run is not going to last forever. So you know you basically got to either ride the wave <laughs> as long as you can, knowing yep. that one day you'll get burnt, or you know decide that this weekend's the weekend that that it ends. Uh, United could frustrate, but you know I'd City one to two. Yeah, interesting. I'd I'd leave it at that. Yeah. Right then, Spurs against Palace is next up on Sunday. It's the final game on Sunday. Uh, four to nine for Spurs, seven to two for the draw, and six to one for Crystal Palace. Um, we've seen that Crystal Palace can be terrible, i.e., losing three 0 at home to Burnley. But we've seen they can also frustrate, uh, as we've seen in the most recent nil nil against Manchester United. So they are capable. Uh, but it seems like Spurs are hitting a little bit of form now. Um, four wins in the last five games, scoring four goals on three of those occasions. Uh, kept three clean sheets in a row as well. I appreciate, you know, they've played Wolfsburger twice in the Europa League, West Ham, Burnley and Fulham in the last five games. So it's, with all due respect, it's not the toughest of oppositions they could have faced, but I would back them again to win again uh, at four to nine. Yeah, I would. Palace, you know, still knows Zaha, but they still played Townsend, Eze, IU and Benteke against United. So, you know, they've still, they've got players that are capable. I think it's all about who scores first and at what time. I think if you get Tottenham, Scoring a goal inside twenty minutes, I think the game's over. To be yeah. honest, the longer the longer it goes on, the longer the Palace can cling on to something, the more pressure the players and Mourinho are going to feel, and you know the more that it plays into Palace's hands. So, yeah, it's all on you know if they can score that early goal, as we've just seen uh, to reference again the Fulham game. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Tottenham four to nine. Yeah, I can see why they're that price, but. I don't know if that's enough for me to back them. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, how about Chelsea against Everton then? That's Monday night. Chelsea are four to seven. Draw is three to one, and Everton are five to one. I think Everton are a big price at five to one. I appreciate Thomas Tuchel's come into Chelsea. We are recording as the Liverpool game is ongoing, so we don't know the outcome of that yet. But uh, as of recording, it's ten games unbeaten for Chelsea. But we see Everton go to Anfield recently, win two 0 uh, upset the odds. They were six to one then. I just don't dare go against Everton, no matter what kind of form Chelsea are in here. I agree, and that, that's why I'm going to tip again under two point five goals at five to six. Uh, Everton, three clean sheets in a row. Uh, you just touched on one there, Tom. One obviously at Anfield, uh, one against Southampton, and one against West Brom. So. You know, you can say that's one very good opponent and two opponents you'd expect them to uh, to do so. And yeah, Chelsea, you know, since Tuchel came in, there's only been one game that has been over 2.5 goals. And that was the Sheffield United game. And if you remember, Tom, Rudiger gave up basically a, a golden chance to Sheffield United. And if that doesn't happen... You know, then we're talking we're talking ten games in a row where it's under two point five goals. That's an anomaly for me. Yeah. So I think this is an absolutely great price. I think it's there's got a lot of data to back it up. And yeah, under two point five goals for me, just to reiterate, five to six, I think that's a banging price. That is a very good price. Very, very good. Um right, finally then West Ham against Leeds. It's Leeds. I I just don't dare. What's the point? Every single week I say Leeds will win or Leeds will lose and they do the opposite. Leeds will be both teams to score and it's someone keeps a clean sheet. So you do it. I don't, I'm just going to get it wrong. <laughs> no, honestly, mate, I, I completely with you. I, I want to back West Ham. Of course I do. You know, we're talking about a team current recording, uh, fifth in the table. But yeah, it's... So Leeds are going to win then, because we think West Ham should win. Yeah, it's Leeds twelve to five. It's just Leeds. Uh, West Ham twenty-one to twenty. You know, I would love to say profit chasers that you're going to get a win if you uh, if you back West Ham, but it's Leeds. So you think like the most obvious thing here is probably West Ham to win and both teams to score, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. If we use a, a bit of reverse psychology on the game, we'll go for Leeds to win to nil, which is 11-2. to two. <laughs> There we go. There we go. That'll be interesting to see this time next week when we're recording the pod again. This will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> keep your eye on it. Right then, so that is everything for the Premier League. Let's talk a little bit about SpreadX. So, yeah, we're delighted to be in partnership with SpreadX. Uh, over 20 years' experience in the gambling industry, both with fixed odds, which is what we are reading out on the show in the Premier League and beyond, and also with their spread betting service, which, to put it in layman's terms, is a more volatile and potentially more rewarding way to back your opinions. Uh, there is plenty of helpful videos on SpreadX's YouTube um, channel. We're also, our DMs are always open for people uh, looking to get into spread betting and to get some uh, more explanation behind it. 
but essentially it's an opportunity to win more than a regular uh, fixed odds bet, but also it comes with the dangers of also possibly losing more than a regular fixed odds bet. So it's gambling within gambling, essentially. Um, their fixed odds service, as Tom mentioned at the start of the show, is very, very valuable. Uh, they've got some really great prices. And as we mentioned as well, bet 25, get 25 is the offer that they've kindly given uh, the listeners. Uh, only stipulations is you've got to bet that £25 bet on a single, and it has to be a greater odds of more than one to two. And for that, they'll give you five free bets at the value of £5 each. Yeah, absolutely. With the fixed odds betting, you've got all your, pretty much all your markets that you'd expect from uh, your normal bookmakers that you'd use week in, week out, really. So, yeah, please do check out the special promo code, get on the offer, and, uh, yeah, enjoy SpreadX. Let's championship, Tom. Uh, kick us off, mate. Right, we'll kick us off with... We'll just start with the one that I think is the most obvious um, for the championship. It's Norwich against Luton. Norwich priced at 2-5, to five, so he won't spend too much time on it. But they're top of the championship. They've won six games in a row. Uh, they're looking really, really strong now with just 12 games remaining. 10 points clear of Watford in third. So can carry on the way they're going for another four or five games and they'll pretty much all but seal an instant return back into the Premier League. So I just feel like you can't go against its Norwich side with the run that they're on. Pookie's scoring, Buendia's ripping it up, uh, Oliver Skip is proving to be one of the best midfielders in the Championship. So, yeah, Norwich for me, nothing too much to be said on it. No, agree. Uh, the epitome of banker, I think. Uh, Friday night, Tom, a little bonus if you listen to this um, before Saturday. I think you'll get a Cardiff win at Huddersfield. Cardiff very much now in the promotion race. Uh, Mick McCarthy, I mean, it's worked his magic, hasn't he? Uh, what a the, guy. <laughs> at the time of recording, uh, they are eighth position, uh, but they are bang in the uh, playoff race. And they're against a Huddersfield side that have won one of their last six. The only concern... They've only won one of the last six, and Cardiff on the road haven't lost any of their last six, uh, home and away. You know They've only drew one out of their last six games, five of the others wins. It's looking pretty ominous um, on paper that Cardiff can get the job done, 21 to 20. You know, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if Huddersfield got anything out of this game. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. Um, I will stick with the theme of teams on a winning run for the Ooh. championship, and I'll go with Barnsley, who are priced at three to four to win this weekend at home to Birmingham. Um, Barnsley have won six consecutive games in the championship, and like Cardiff, it's propelled them to the fringes of the playoffs. Um, they're just one point outside in seventh place with a game in hand as well. Uh, they could go into sixth and leapfrog Bournemouth if they win that game in hand. They should get a seventh victory uh, in a row against a pretty poor Birmingham side this weekend. I'll give Birmingham a little bit of credit. They have somewhat improved recently, but you know they're still in 21st position. They're still three points away from the relegation zone. They've lost. They've won one game in the last five uh, away from home. 
So I think they're just coming up against this Barnsley juggernaut at the moment, who seems to be beating all comers. So I can't go against them. No, they're they're one of my favourite teams uh, in the EFL, to be honest with you, Barnsley. And this isn't a bandwagon thing. I think I said it at the start of the season. I just love the way they play. I love everything about them. Uh, they are exactly how I'd like my club, Nottingham Forest, to to be ran. To be honest with you, and yeah, good luck to them. I hope they uh, I hope they have a successful season. And yes, I agree, they'll win on Saturday. Uh, the early kickoff. I mean, obviously, we, we've been stung by this only two weeks ago. Uh, so I'm not going to you know tip it too much, but I think you'll get Watford. To beat Forest, yes, under Hewton, uh, Forest have definitely tightened up and they can be hard to beat, they can be prickly, but also they can't really score goals. And it's been a problem all season. It was a problem before Hewton, it's a problem uh, after Hewton. I mean, apart from there was a period, back-to-back games, Forest scored two away at Coventry and three away at Wickham in back-to-back games. Tom, before that, you had to go back to the 16th of January before Forrest scored more than one goal in a game. They, mm. they are completely and utterly toothless, and I don't think they'll have enough to keep uh, Watford at bay, especially with their you know, front three we've spoken about many times before. I think Watford, 10-11... to 11, Yes, it's the early kickoff, but that should be a nice routine win to get your weekend off to a winning start. You'd think so. You could probably go one further, you know, Watford to win to nil, which is seven to four to boost that up a little bit more. But um, I definitely think Watford will win. And I feel like the only thing I'm clinging on to here for Forest, you know, from uh, us getting points perspective, is that it's the early kickoff. So. Mm. upsets happen <laughs> so maybe we'll get yeah. something but purely from like a you know a betting perspective Watford should definitely win this game mm-hmm. definitely yeah. agreed um no more though for me really from the champ we've kind of covered everything I think that, that I had down one more Tom that I just want to read out uh, I'm back in Bournemouth Bournemouth yeah, Bournemouth away at Preston. Preston, possibly, possibly the team in the league that want the season to end as quickly as possible. They, they've signed a raft of new players. They are in a process of kind of out with the old, in with the new. They... The fans, obviously, they're not there, but the the feeling is that Alex Neal, you know, has basically next season to try and get them in the playoffs. Otherwise, they should go in a different direction. They're just, they're so in limbo. And I think they're coming up against a Bournemouth side who are in a promotion race. You know, currently, time of recording, in sixth. Uh, got a very impressive um, two results, Tom. Beat Watford at home and beat uh, Nigel Pearson's Bristol City, who obviously had a little renaissance uh, under Pearson. They beat him 2-1 away. That shouldn't be underestimated how good of a result that was. And I just think motivation-wise, I mean, Alex Neal's got his work cut out, hasn't he? Trying to get get Preston motivated to Bournemouth's level. Um, So, yeah, I I fancy Bournemouth, Tom. 23-20, the players they've got, last two results... 
Preston being a little bit meh, a little bit vanilla. Yeah, I'm back in the cherries here. Yep. Okay, I can see that. Um, that it then. Shall we move to League One? Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. I'll get us kicked off then. There's a couple of standouts for me in this league. Um, Hull against Bristol Rovers are the first team. Hull priced at forty to eighty-five for the victory. Uh, Bristol Rovers really poor uh, away from home. They've not won a game. They've not won a game away from home in the league since um, the fifth of December. That was when they beat AFC Wimbledon 4-2. So since then, they've been on a long run where they've not won. Um, so that doesn't fill me with much confidence. Joe Barton's come in three games ago. Since his arrival, they've won one and lost two. So it's not like they've had much of a new manager bounce from him. And Hull, they seem to be scoring plenty of goals at the moment. In their last five games, they put five past Wigan, three past Doncaster, drew a blank against Ipswich. Uh, then three past AFC Wimbledon and two past Rochdale most recently. So uh, scoring plenty of goals, I think they'll just get a routine win against Bristol Rovers, who travel really poorly. Yeah, on fire, aren't they? Uh, looking yeah. like... I, I feel for Lincoln, and it's still in their hands. You know, they've got games in hand on Hull. But Hull are looking... Hull are looking ominous almost when they're... When you read that that form out and the talent that they've got, it's uh, yeah, they're looking really good. So completely with you there, uh, Tom. CCC Siders Blackpool home to Wimbledon. Uh, Blackpool four to seven uh, in terms of Blackpool one loss in the last six. Quietly, Tom. Quietly in the promotion race, they're thirteenth. So on the surface of things, you may not think so. But, for example, Hull have played 33 games. Blackpool have played 28, which is incredible. And they're six points off the playoffs. So they're well, well within the the, uh, promotion race. And I think, you know, the fact that they're down in 13th means that, you know, the people that are perhaps not as thorough with their research and their knowledge, etc., um, disregard Blackpool as just a mid-table side, but they can certainly end up in the playoffs. Um, four to seven at home to a struggling uh, Wimbledon side. Since giving Mark Robinson the job, he, he's had a good impact and he's picked up a couple of results, but they're certainly not fixed overnight. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, Blackpool at home. They've only lost three this season at home. They, they should be getting the result. Yeah. Yeah, uh, another angle that I saw with this one as well, between the seven meetings that these two sides have had over the last three years, every single one has been under 2.5 goals. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, five to six for an eighth consecutive game that is under 2.5 is your price. Hmm. I was, gonna, I was just about, before you read that out, I was just about to say, uh, I don't fancy it this weekend. I'm probably thinking maybe a 2-1 to Blackpool, something like that. But anyway. Well, there we go. Maybe that'll be a stat buster then this weekend. Possibly, um, possibly. Let's take a look at Ipswich. Uh, recently sacked Paul Lambert. Um, 13-10 to 10 to go away to Gillingham and get the win this weekend. I think there seems to be a mood of perhaps optimism, change around Ipswich again. Now that Lambert's gone, we can go in a fresh start. We, I don't know, we, I don't support Ipswich. 
they can go in a fresh direction. They've won the last three games in a row, not lost in five, and they go up against a Gillingham side who they've got a pretty good record against. They've not lost the last five games against Gillingham, and they haven't conceded a goal in the last five games either. And I think to add to that as well, Paul Cook uh, has been announced that he will be in the dugout in charge of Ipswich this weekend. Paul Cook, fantastic manager, did great things at Wigan. Um, I think that's a very good appointment. And yeah, they've got every opportunity now under Paul Cook of uh, closing that gap to the playoffs, getting in there and, you know, having a successful end to this season that may potentially end in promotion to the championship because they've got the quality in the squad. They really have. Yeah, and the fans are behind it. I mean, this is a bit of a weird start and you kind of... I, I can't blame him for trying to pull every bit of positivity out of this, but Ipswich sold 5,005 iFollow match passes uh, for their midweek game against Accrington Stanley, which set a new record for an away team in League One. Not sure why home or away matters on when it's purchasing an iFollow pass. But essentially, the fans are behind them, is what they want to say. <laughs> they skewed that it. That is a right stat. Of all the stats I've yeah. read out on the podcast, I never knew like a, an I follow tickets purchase stat would come out. Yeah, just trying to, uh, just trying to back up your good feeling vibes. I love it. Uh, Tom, it's banana skin time. Did you know that first is playing second this weekend? Are you going to go on? Carry on. <laughs> you know, you know that Peterborough are not playing Hull, don't you? And you don't know what yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Peterborough, top of the form table, are playing second in the form table. Burton Albion. Burton, Jimmy Floyd cashing. Jimmy the Floyd cashing the bank. He's got Burton up to eighteenth. By the way, this is an absolutely insane job that he's done. It's mind blowing. Uh, they're pulling away from relegation. They're not safe yet. But I just wanted to throw out there that this is going to be a very difficult game for Peterborough. I expect them to get the win. They're three to four. We're still looking at, you know, the best front front three, in my opinion, in League One against mm-hmm. a team that is struggling in League One. Let's not forget that. Uh, but I just wanted to to throw that out there because yeah I was looking at the form table last six Burton just a point off being top of the form table last six so just a little bit of a word of warning for the profit chasers there yeah it wouldn't surprise me if Peterborough did win that game but I won't be putting Peterborough on any accumulators this weekend I can tell you that now no they can be wildly inconsistent yeah I think there's one more that's obvious in this league and we've not touched on it yet it's Sunderland to win at home to Rochdale Sunderland are priced at 4 to 11 for the win so uh, we won't dwell on it for too long Rochdale no wins in seven consecutive games not even scored a goal in the last five consecutive games and this is a team who scored goals for fun you know a couple of months ago uh, Streaky Lee Sunderland not lost in the last six they've won five of those six so uh, yeah you can guess which which one of those six games they didn't win, and that's one that cost Tom's bomb-proof treble at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Streaky <laughs> Lee. But, uh, yeah, Streaky Lee is going on somewhat of a winning streak, and it's uh, causing Sunderland to move nicely up the table into fourth place. I expect them to get another win uh, this weekend. I wonder if Streaky Lee 
Um, I wonder if Streaky Lee ever gets called Streaky Lee for the other kind of streaking, rather than What's he taking his clothes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just just wonder. You kept saying Streaky Lee, and I just I had this weird, awful image of Lee Johnson naked. Jesus, they want to know running a, running across the pitch at the stadium alight after sealing promotion. But you, uh, maybe you might end up seeing that. Who knows? Yeah, possibly. But yeah, um, just to add to this, obviously I had it wrote down. Uh, Rochdale, bottom of the of the form table, last six games, just two points they've yielded from six games, uh, scoring one goal, which is not very good. surprising for uh, for Rochdale. Yeah, not good. Um, League two, League two. So let's start off with Tranmere. Don't hear a lot of people complaining about Keith Hill now, do we, Tom? We don't. No, he has propelled them up to fourth. They are well in this absolutely insane battle for promotion. We were just saying uh, in our kind of little build-up to the pod, a little chat we always have, that just no one wants to win promotion, it seems. No one's got the the staying power. No one's got the consistency, which which makes for great entertainment, doesn't it, Tom? They just love League Two so much. They just want to stay in it. Yeah, they just want to stay in it and, uh, you know, not earn more money, etc., and not progress as clubs. But anyway, all seriousness, uh, Tramia at home to Crawley. I mean, Crawley are a decent side. They're 14th and they're pretty much exactly what you can imagine from a mid-table side. Wildly inconsistent, great one week, woeful the next. And yeah, Tranmere, unbeaten in the last five games, winning four impressive victories against Carlisle. Uh, they beat Oxford in the Football League Trophy. It's up to you if you want to read into that. Beat Newport. I know Newport are falling off a cliff, but they're still a, uh, they're still a top seven, eight, nine team. So yeah, lots of credit there. Tranmere priced at 17 to 20. Yeah, I'm just looking at the table whilst we whilst we go through it. It's crazy. Carlisle were top like a month ago with <laughs> games in hand and now they're in 12th and 13 points off top. <laughs> Insane, isn't it? It's mental. But um, I'll quickly look at the team that are top of this league. That's Cheltenham. They're at home to Port Vale this weekend and they're priced at four to six. And, you know, we're talking about teams not really being able to string runs together no one is running away with this league, but I think of all the teams, Cheltenham are probably one of the most consistent, one of the most consistent amongst the inconsistent. Um, they've won the joint most games this season. They've lost the joint least. They've got the second best uh, defence in the league. So, you know, statistically, they're, they're looking pretty good, sitting top of the tree as we stand. They've won three in a row, kept three clean sheets in all those games as well. And they play a Port Vale side who have slipped down into 21st. You know, they've not won in the last five games and they've not scored in the last three either. So I think if uh, Cheltenham can continue their good run of form, they should get a comfortable win against Port Vale. They're not going to batter Port Vale here, but I think you could see a 1-0 or 2-0 to Cheltenham. Yeah, uh, looking good, Tom, for our pre-season predictions. Uh, I think we had, we had Cheltenham to win the league, I think, so... It is. Uh, do you know what? This, this is a, a good little segue, actually, into maybe something I want to ask the profit chasers. Mm, okay. For potentially some advice. You know, I asked you earlier, do I cash out my pre-season bet 
or not. And you said let it run. My instinct is to let it run. But my pre-season bet was for Cheltenham to get promoted, Watford to get promoted, and Wigan to get relegated from League One. Um, £10 stake pays 450 quid. Cash out is currently at about, what, 133? 113. 113. So do we let it ride? Give me your advice. Do I do I cash out? I think you should let it ride. But, yeah. um, Tom, let's get back to the uh, promotion race. Why are Forest Green 4-5 to five away at Grimsby? Because they're terrifying. I know, but Tom, you look at Grimsby. Look at them. Scroll to the bottom of the Football League. And when you get to the bottom, keep scrolling. And keep scrolling, and eventually you'll hit Grimsby. I mean, the 49 got, I mean, unbelievably, I couldn't believe this, but this is not the worst defensive record by seven goals. That's Oldham. They've conceded 56, and they're in 17th. Unbelievable. Uh, Grimsby conceded 49. The reason they're bottom is because they've scored 22. Goal difference, minus 27. Forest Green... Possibly could go top if results go their way and they get a win. Uh, they're in third, which, remember, in League Two is an automatic promotion spot as well. Yeah, they just they just worry me. You know, I look at Forest Green's recent results and I see fantastic ones. You know, they scored, they beat Oldham 4-3. They beat Colchester 3-0. They beat Newport 2-0 away from home. But then they lose to Southend 3-1. They lose to Stevenage 3-0. You know, that's two of the last three games we're talking about against teams who are and were, you know, low down in this league. It just worries me. I know. They've got this capability of throwing an absolute wobbly and a coupon buster in there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, mate, if this game, I I use this every week, and the profit chasers must hate it, but if this game is played 10 times, Forest Green win at least nine, at least. Mm. So you're banking on that one. They should do. They should do. Quarter five is absolutely tantalising, courtesy of SpreadX. Tantalising. Yeah, yeah, they should do. Uh, anyway, I don't have any more actually from from League Two, do you? Yes, I do. Uh, you're gonna. I could. I. I wish I could mute you, to be honest, because you're gonna scream. But okay. I fancy Newport away at Colchester. Colchester are sleepwalking to the National League. Absolutely sleepwalking. This is a team that is now in 20th position. 10 points clear of relegation at the time of recording. Barrow with a game in hand. But these... Colchester were a playoff chase inside. Please do not underestimate the slide that they are experiencing right now. Newport also on an awful slide, it has to be said. But they're only down in eighth position. And I still believe in Newport to get a win. I'm not saying they're going to get promoted or win the league, but they're going to win this game. They've won five of 16 on the road. They're unbeaten in 10 of 16 on the road. And I think I know why, Tom. Newport have made an official plea, I suppose the word is, to the Football League to not play their games at Rodney Parade because the pitch is that bad. They do not want to play at their own stadium. 
So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking that away games come up and they think, do you know what? Colchester away, bet their pitch is decent. You know, let's get the ball down and let's go. And uh, yeah, away from home, they're definitely better than they are at home. Colchester under Wayne Brown did pick up a win against Carlisle. That does concern me a slight bit. But then when I do a little bit more digging, Tom, have a wild guess, my old friend. When was the last time Colchester won a game before that? Mid-December. No, 8th of December. So Ooh, I'm, I'm saying that's the start. That's the first week almost of December. Maybe it's gone for 1-0 away. So I am back in Newport. This run has to change 13 to 10. And what you've done there is saved the most terrifying pick of the podcast until the very end, because I will be going nowhere near that game. Nowhere near. You've not sold it to me, to be honest. Are you kidding me? I can't. Colchester are dreadful. You've not sold it to me. But anyway. Right. Well, that's a concern because I'm a salesman in my regular world job. So that's not good. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, That's everything. That's everything. Right, let's uh, look at this week's Bombproof Trebles and recap last week's Bombproof Trebles. Yeah, so it was absolutely agonising last week. We both lost by one team. And I think if I had 15 more minutes, I would have won. I had Bradford to beat Walsall away. They did so 2-1. I had Forest Green to beat Colchester. That actually was on Sunday. So I do apologise. I didn't even realise. But they won 3-0 anyway. But Sunderland's let me down away at Crew. They were 2-0 down. They managed to pull it back to 2-2 and then just ran out of time, really. Um, I think, as I said, if they had a bit more time, Probably would have been uh, sat here on a winner of 88 quid, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, I think we would have been. Um, as for me, again, just one team let me down. I had Bolton to beat Barrow. They did so 1-0. I had Peterborough to beat Wigan. They did so 2-1. And I also had Cardiff to win away at Middlesbrough, but they could only draw one or conceded a, a goal in the last 10 minutes there to draw. So very disappointing. So I think mine paid about... 50 odd quid, 55 quid, something like that. Of a yeah, uh, yeah, it was actually Tom 69 30. Oh, 69, even better than I remembered. Yeah, that's even, even more good. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry about that, pal. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was last week. So, if you haven't guessed already, you're new to the show. This is the part where me and Tom put together all of our research, uh, all of our knowledge, and just what we fancy really into trebles for the weekend and obviously now uh, this is the first show as well that we've got this combined sixfold at enhanced prices preloaded onto SpreadX's website which is probably the coolest thing I've ever heard um, so we back our own bets with £10 stakes but please please gamble responsibly especially when it comes to the spread betting please don't enter it unless you know exactly what you're doing uh, our DMs are always open for any assistance. Please gamble responsibly. So we'll start on my one this weekend. Um, couple from League One to kick us off. So we're going to go for Hull against Bristol Rovers. Hull to win at 40 to 85. 
Sunderland to beat Rochdale at 4 to 11. And then in League Two, Tranmere to beat Crawley at 17 to 20. And £10 on pays £37 10p. Lovely stuff. Yeah, I'm going to follow that up with a treble of my own. Norwich to beat Luton Town 2 to 5. Barnsley to beat Birmingham 3 to 4. And then we're going to drop into League Two. And we're going to go for Cheltenham Town, home to Port Vale, 4-6. Mine returns 40-83. And Tom, as we've mentioned many times, that is loaded onto SpreadX as a six-fold at boosted odds. Uh, so please go into the search and type FB Podcast Acker or Podcast Acker uh, will come up and it will be enhanced odds. But remember, it's only uh, available to back a maximum £5 stake, but should be a lot of fun and potentially a big return. Yeah, 14 to 1, unboosted price, so boosted. You know, we should be looking at best part of 100 quid returns, I think. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting. Uh, quick time, Tom, for a very swift look at fancy football, I think. Yeah, uh, the game week is ongoing still as we record so uh we'll have a quick whiz through the through the top 10 um chris hindle is currently at 10 then we've got toadstar then we've got andrew jones scott strang owen fagan david arias richard tyler evans footy links andrew robson david doherty and sean hayes is still at the top um yeah it's it seems to be pretty much the same names now yeah it's uh well, it's a game for consistency, isn't it? And they're uh, mm-hmm. rewarding those that are consistent. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to join our league, you will join it your rightful position. And crucially, probably worth saying, Tom, at this stage, if you join now, it means you'll automatically be in next season if you make a team. So yeah. kind of get in now for next season as well. Um, yeah. Just get yeah. at us on Twitter for the league code. as a £20 free bet on offer. Uh, that would be uh, on SpreadX, actually. Uh, just realised, Tom. Um, yeah. yeah, for the winner. In terms of social, please follow us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. That is the only place for midweek uh, tips as well. Didn't do great, the midweek just gone. But I think a couple of weeks ago, I think we got five of six or six of seven, correct? Or something like that. So keep your eye out for that. Facebook as well, facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. And if you want to email us, uh, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And worth reiterating, once again, spreadx.com forward slash FBP for a bet 25, get 25 uh, offer exclusive to the pod. Yeah, so thank you very much for tuning in. Go well this weekend and good luck. Yeah, see you later, guys. Bye-bye.